Hello, friends. I am Lynn McLaughlin. And I'm Karen Iverson Riggers. And this is Real, real by <laughs> Let's get real. Real emotions, real experiences. Join us to explore authenticity and how to get real with yourself and others. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Real Vibes Only. This is Karen here with my person, my co-host, a puppy mom, Lynn. And we love talking about what's real. So we were actually earlier today, we already we were like, oh, my gosh, we should have been recording as we were talking about what's real in our lives. And both of us have been thinking about reflecting on and owning when we've caused harm and made mistakes and what it's like, what it's like to process that and So I wanted to share that in a lot of the trainings that we do, we share this amazing poem uh, by Mickey Scott Bay Jones called An Invitation to Braves. And in this poem, there's a line that says something like, we all have wounds <clears throat> and we've all caused harm. At some time or another, that's a reality for us, right? We have all caused harm. And so today we want to talk about that. We want to talk about the times that we mess up, that we make mistakes, and talking particularly about the, the kinds of mistakes that harm others, and then talking about the mistakes, I would say, that also harm ourselves and, and affect our, for lack of a better word, affect our center and our being, right? I've, I, I think particularly about, um, I'm going to talk about something that just happened in my life. And I think about how that made me like question, who am I? Who really am I? When those things happen. So Lynn, how did this, like, how did this bubble up to the surface for you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> in the most, um, I, I can't even find the words for how it came up. Um, it came up because I have a new puppy is how it came up. Um, this cute little fluffy, like so much joy with getting a new puppy. And then the reality of it's a lot of work. Um, and I had a and I know that we're all welcome here exactly as we are, but the tears are going to come as I talk through this. Um, I recognized with this little fluff ball that I would get very frustrated. And I recognized enough to pause and like say, okay, Lynn, you're frustrated. So a couple of things happened. First of all, I recognized how incredibly uncomfortable frustration is for me and not knowing what to do with it or how to sit with it because it's uncomfortable and I want it to stop. And it also brought me back to who I was as a mom when Emma was little. And that's where my reflection in looking at harm and looking at 
how do I want to do things different? And what do I need to do with the information that came up, I guess is the best way to put it. So what I recognized is my frustration that I felt when I was a young parent and Emma was young. Um, oftentimes my frustration turned to meanness. And I don't know that I would have connected that had I not been doing this work and to be able to sit with it and allow myself to acknowledge that I was mean. You know, I think that bucks up against so many pieces of our culture and conditioning, like moms are supposed to be perfect. Um, we're not supposed to cause harm. All of that messaging and recognizing in saying that there were times in her childhood that I was, I was really mean and owning that. And sitting with it, and I think one of, so a couple of things happened. I recognized it. I sat with the pain that that brought up, and I realized that I owed my daughter an apology. And I took the time to kind of share how I processed it and talked to my daughter and said, I don't know if you remember it. I don't know if it's caused, you know, when in that poem, it talks about scars. If there's a scar from any of the times that I was mean, but with my whole heart, I'm sorry. And she was quiet for a moment. And then she said, thank you, mom. And we were both kind of quiet for a moment and we moved on. And it felt like a very gentle transition. What I really like about this work is acknowledging that I was mean at different periods of her childhood. I'm not feeling shame like I'm defective. I'm feeling the strength of being human. And this is all part of it, right? And it hurts a lot. And it feels very freeing to like reveal that part of myself that is not something I'm proud of. I don't, are you proud of feelings? I don't know. I don't know where that piece fits into it, but definitely that feeling of perfection. And um, I'm finding power in my humanity to say, I was mean as a mom. I was mean. And knowing I can make an amends for that and keep working on it. And this time I'm working on it with a puppy, which is just really weird. Um, but this level of learning is so deep, so deep. Yeah. I love what you just said, the power of my humanity. And I think that is, I think 
I mean, I can speak for me how much rolled up into when I make a mistake and especially when it is causing harm to someone else, how much messaging comes up. And I think of this, especially as a parent and to all of the parents out there, oh, this, this is the hardest. This is the hardest, right? Because we are human. There is power in our humanity. We are human too. We have feelings, right? And the the things that happen around us affect us, right? So you, when you were talking about that frustration, I had something happen last week where it had just been one of those days, like an ultimate frustrating day. Like the kids were having a really hard time listening and I like, got super frustrated and I lost it. I yelled and I don't yell. And so it really like freaked them out. And afterward, part of me felt really badly about it. Part of me was like, oh, well, they actually paid attention. And I was able to communicate like my needs and saying like, I have feelings, right? And I like, I have needs too. So part of me was like, oh, I really communicate. I got their attention in communicating my needs because I yelled and I said, I need you to listen. Right. So that was like, there was so much balled up and oh my gosh, <laughs> there was so much balled up into this. And then after it happened, then I was battling the messages of guilt and shame about yelling at my kids and how this is a thing that I really like work really, really hard and as a parent of a kid who's neurodivergent, it is extra, it's extra hard um, to, to really be patient, to give grace, be patient, be patient, be patient, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I was just out. I was out that day. I was out. And so that power of our humanity, and you're talking about, um, you know, what happened to me in that moment was I feel like I reacted instead of responding. Like I normally do, I would say I respond. And that response is based on me, like checking in with my feelings and my emotions. And maybe sometimes that response is that I go take a break, or maybe that response is that I just like check something like, oh, okay, is this really that important in this very moment, in this present moment? Or I'm able to check in with check in with myself to be able to respond, right? To know, you know, but in that moment, it was just like reaction, you know, after, but I was like, oh, this was like a million little pokes this whole day, right? And I was just like, I I couldn't. So, and afterward, we talked about it. I apologized, but I also, I also named and said, look, Guys, like when I need to get your attention and when I need you to listen and when you don't, it's really frustrating and I feel really hurt and I get frustrated and I get angry. I have feelings too, right? Like named that. And it was pretty power. I saw the look on their faces like, whoa, what, you know, like, whoa. 
And so that power of our humanity and Lynn, like what you talked about in talking about, like, we're going to cause harm. This is just a reality. This is just a reality. We are going to make mistakes, especially when it comes to human relationships, because we are humans too. And there's incredible power in our humanity in then being able to say, okay, right, I messed up. And and to reflect and to own what's ours. It's a great big matzo ball. It's a big, it's big. Yeah. Yeah. Holy <laughs> Using cow. that Seinfeld language. It, <laughs> it feels like that. And there's there is so much. There's so much that just comes with it, you know, and allowing ourselves to embrace deeply our humanity, you know, and recognizing that any of the emotions that we are feeling does not mean we're defective as a person. Like I said, that shame piece. And I think so much of that comes through um, in all the conditioning we have around emotion, like you know, if you're crying, you're weak, or don't be a baby, or all of this other messaging you have, or um, if you're frustrated, you're making a big deal out of it. And just recognizing all of that and recognizing that all emotions have value. And that's, that's the piece I'm trying to sit with and really lean into my discomfort when I'm feeling frustration. Um, because I don't, oh my gosh, I just had a memory of when I was a little girl and what happened in frustration. Is it okay if I share it? Mm -hmm. So when I was in third grade, we had our pictures taken and um, I wore my favorite dress. And after school, my mom said, go put your play clothes on. And I was up in my bedroom and I couldn't reach the zipper in the back to unzip to take my dress off. And I reached that level of frustration where it was just like, I need to do this. And there was also acknowledgement that you don't ask for help. I, so I kept pulling and kept pulling and I ripped my dress. And it was my favorite dress. So I had grief around ripping my favorite dress. I had fear around what's going to happen because I ripped my dress. So what I did is I knew I was going to be punished. So I took my, my favorite book, which ironically is a book about dogs. Okay, this is just weird. <laughs> it was a, a book called Lollipop. And it was about this dog that they couldn't find the name of this dog. And eventually the dog like was running through a bunch of kids and lollipops stuck because they were eating them. And so his name came to be, it was my favorite book. And I went and I ripped out every page of this book because I knew I was going to be punished. And for many years, I didn't reflect back on that. But when I started my journey of uncovering and recovering Lynn, I went and I found that book and I bought it for my little girl. And I, you know, I did the healing of, it was hard enough that you ripped your dress. 
you didn't have to destroy your favorite book too. So I now have that book for my little girl. Um, but that feeling of frustration just triggered that memory. So I think this afternoon I'm going to read my lollipop book and revisit that frustration piece that it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to ask for help. And all of the messaging that I had that really spiraled me into shame, mm -hmm. like there's that opportunity to rewrite that. Wow, mm -hmm. I didn't know I was going to be talking about that today. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I, wow. Yeah, wow. And thinking about when you're talking about that in some of the, uh, we all have these, right? These origin stories of our relationship with emotion. And some of it might be very memorable, like the beautiful memory that you just lifted up about, wow, like how much that explains about your relationship with frustration, right? Yeah. And some of <clears throat> some of it for us may not be memorable, but we have relationship with emotion all the same. And I think it's, it's especially complicated. I mean, I can only speak to this from, from me and the intersections of my identity, but as um, mothers, what we're asked to do with our emotions, which is really like set it all aside, set it all aside, sacrifice it all, sacrifice your personhood, sacrifice your emotions, like they don't matter. And the conditioning that goes with that or the conditioning that goes with the messaging that is really like prevalent, I would say, in our world of like, keep it all together, like keep it all together. And that journey you talked about, which I love the language you used of saying of uncovering and recovering Lynn, thinking about how we do that with emotion mm -hmm. and particularly around emotion where it's emotion that has taken us into a place of response a reaction, I should say, instead of response and and thinking about uncovering, like, what's my relationship with frustration? What's my relationship with anger? What's my relationship with the feeling of not being heard? What's my relationship with, maybe it's joy that makes you uncomfortable, like, like extreme joy or happiness. Maybe it's sadness. What's my relationship with that? Uncovering that, right? Uncovering what is that relationship? And then as Lynn is talking about, you can hear this recovery and reclaiming of that emotion, right? And whether that is work that you have to do within or whether that's work that you need to do with other people in your lives, that there's always opportunity to do that in the power of our humanity. There's always opportunity for us to do that. There's always opportunity for us to change, to grow, to recover, always in each moment. And then we're going to mess up again. <laughs> There's the reality <laughs> of the power of humanity. But I think it's, I think it's really, as you were sharing all that, what I was feeling was, you know, as a child, the feeling of frustration brought shame. And then I did the healing with buying that book for my inner child so that she would always have that. I would always have that. And now looking at it, you know, even more years down the road that I can meet my frustration with love 
for me and honor it and recognize it's still really uncomfortable, but I can, like I said, even when I was sharing it, the fact that there's not shame there today around my frustration, um, that blows me away. I'm like, how did that happen? But I think I know how that happened. <laughs> A lot um, of work is how yeah. that happened. <laughs> but really recognizing and like I said, and now recognizing it even deeper, like that feeling of frustration um, is still there and allowing it. And allowing it and having compassion for it. Like mm-hmm. I think about if you're not familiar with the work of um, Dr. Kristen Neff and her work around self-compassion, as you were speaking about this kind of like almost talking to yourself about your frustration and loving your frustration and honoring your frustration, that's a lot of the beautiful work that happens with a self-compassion pra- practice, which would be honoring the fear or honoring the anger or honoring and with greeting it with compassion to say, oh, I understand how you would feel that way. Like I understand in this situation with this puppy who is chewing everything and getting into everything, like how that would be frustrating. Yeah, that sounds frustrating. Yep, it is frustrating. (laughs) I'm validating that frustration, right? (laughs) But how often it happens, you know, and, and a lot of times with good reason, and we've talked about you know, some of the defenses that we use around emotion and some of those things that we use that are protective and brilliant and creative ways that we protect ourselves. And and then also recognizing, wow, there could be a different way, right? There could be a different way. It's hard. We're going to say that. It's hard. We can both say that from our own journeys. It is hard. You know, the other piece that just went through my head is I'm thinking of the frustration piece and emotions lasting 90 seconds. And now I'm like, now I want to pull that in. Like my frustration with this puppy, am I honoring it, feeling it and letting it go through me? So that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, more work for yeah. Lynn. That's okay. you know. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> It's messy, awkward, painful, and really, really beautiful life journey. It is. It's a, it's, it's totally like a both and kind of thing, right? That it is that in, in honoring all of these parts of ourselves and honoring our wholeness and that wholeness and our humanity. Yeah. Some of that is like making mistakes and some of it is messy stuff. Some of it is messy stuff. And can we have compassion and love for all of it? And it's hard. And there's also incredible opportunity when when we practice that, when we practice like when we practice that welcoming all of those parts of ourselves. And just say yuck. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to. <laughs> Even though we talk about this all the time, sometimes it's still yuck. It is. Yeah. And still, really un- and still uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And still uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and we're the people who are like, oh, you want to talk about uncomfortable stuff? Yeah. Let's go. We're in. Yeah. <laughs> we're what doing it. Uncomfortable? We're doing it. 
we're in the midst. And you, you often, friends, what comes up for us that we talk about in the podcast is what's real for us at this time in our life. And this is, as you can hear and see, really real for us. And so we're learning too. We are learning too. So thank you for tuning in for another episode of Real Vibes Only. We are so glad to have you with us. We have some like exciting things coming up in the next month um, for Real Vibes Only. We are going to be recording a live podcast with the Women's Fund for the Fox Valley region. You can check out their website for information on how to register if you want to come listen to us live. We're super excited about it. That's happening on March 14th. You can check out all our past episodes. If you want more information about us and the work that we do, visit our website, ebbandflowcooperative.com. And until then, keep making mistakes, keep messing up, right? And, And holding compassion for your humanity. Take care, friends.